Hello, and welcome to the Sex Within Marriage podcast. My name is JD, and I blog over at uncoveringintimacy.com. And today I'm going to be answering one of the questions that came in last month. I wanted to pull it out because it was a bit of a longer answer. And uh, yeah, I just thought I could turn it into its own episode. Before we get to that, though, I have two things I want to tell you about. The first is that our Becoming More Sexually Engaged course for Christian Wives is starting up again. We are going to be starting our cohort on Sunday, and this time I'm starting everyone on the same day. So if you want to join it, you have to get in by Sunday. Uh, If you want more information about it, you can check it out in the store, or you can go to Uncovering Intimacy slash BMSE for Becoming More Sexually Engaged. There's also a link in the show notes for the podcast episode, or worst case scenario, you just email me and I'll send you the link. Uh, There's also a webinar that we did last week. I can send you the link to that too, in case you want to watch it. Uh, It's got more info about it as well and goes through the first module. But yeah, Sunday is the deadline. If you wanted to jump in, don't forget, because I won't let you in after that. Secondly, is that uh, we're getting close to the end of the month. If you've been thinking about becoming a supporter, uh, this month everybody gets our sex exploration list for free because we released our web app. So if you've been thinking about it, you want to check out the forum or any of the other perks, come to couples nights, whatever, uh, become a supporter for $5 a month or more and you get it free. And with that out of the way, let's get to the question. This person writes, Hi, Jay. I've noticed a dichotomy when it comes to expectations for male and female sex drives and what I, what's considered desirable sexual performance. As a man, I feel like there's a lot of pressure to f- perform sexually. This means being able to become sexually aroused when seeing a naked woman, my wife in this case, uh, being able to maintain an erection and having the sexual stamina to keep from climaxing for a sustained interval. Not sure what the average woman considers desirable stamina, but let's say 10 minutes. Not to mention the societal pressure that men face when it comes to the size of their penis. I myself feel insecure about not having a large enough penis. Who doesn't want to add a couple of inches to their penis? I've become somewhat perplexed slash frustrated because I feel like there are very few expectations placed on females. We live in an age where all women are supposed to be seen as beautiful. It seems that females are simply expected to be willing to participate in sex when the mood is right and that's it. There is no expectation on the size or quality of female genitals, no expectation on their ability to get aroused or maintain arousal, and no expectations on the level of physical or mental effort that they invest in sexual activity. It seems they are just supposed to be the recipient while the man does the thrusting. Even when it comes to the subject of natural lubrication, there's a stigma around a man who can't naturally achieve or maintain an erection, but for women there doesn't seem to be a stigma around the inability to produce sufficient arousal fluid, vaginal wetness. As it pertains to the topic of pornography, I've seen many articles about the dangers of pornography for men and how it leads to sexual desensitization, and when paired with masturbation, decreased sexual stamina and even erectile dysfunction. I can't say I've read many articles discussing how viewing pornography is detrimental for women. Is it just me, or is there a double standard when it comes to sexual expectations for men and women? So, no, it's not just you. Uh, but it is a false view of what's going on. Talk to enough women and you realize that they have an incredible amount of pressure on them as well. What you're comparing in your question above is what some men feel is expected of them versus uh, the societal ideals for the experience of being women that we see as men. And that's not comparing apples to apples. It's like 
comparing practice with theory, which reminds me of one of my favorite quotes. You know, in theory, there is no difference between practice and theory. And in practice, there is. Uh, but you need to talk to them to know what women feel is expected of them. Uh, I'm not a woman, but I have spoken with many of them about this topic and heard many of their experiences and expectations. Should they feel that way? No. But men shouldn't feel the way that you stated above either. Uh, these are all just lies pushed on us. So let's talk about some of the lies women face so that you can know it's not just about men. So we'll start with uh, arousal concordance or non-concordance, as the case may be. Uh, arousal concordance is the lining up of our physical arousal with our mental arousal. And indeed, men often feel pressure to get and maintain an erection easily at the slightest sexual context. This is spurred by many pop culture movies. You know, the American Pie series comes to mind. Uh, making fun of college age, age boys who get erections at the drop of a hat and then can't get rid of them. And frankly, the issue of maintaining an erection never really comes up because the other joke is that they all suffer from premature ejaculation and then immediately fall asleep. But what some men don't deal with are things like vaginismus. So that's pain from being penetrated during sex, which is somewhere between 5 to 17% of women who suffer from that. Uh, it's usual anxiety or stress about sex playing out as a physiological response. And that is a level of arousal non-concordance that men don't have to worry about for themselves. And even if you don't have that, uh, many women still struggle with lower forms of arousal non-concordance or just with libido in general. Uh, what I hear from many wives is the phrase, I want to, want to. Does that make sense? Uh, and I assure them that not only does it make sense, it is widespread. And yes, some men struggle with libido, but they're generally the minority, not the majority, as with women. On top of that, even if they can get aroused, a number of women, the number of women who struggle to orgasm is relatively high compared to men, and even more women struggle to have orgasms from penetrative sex. That's also something few men ever have to deal with. As much as you say that society tells them that they don't have to orgasm from sex, many don't feel that way. They want to, and they feel they should be able to. This has been a long-standing pressure solidified by Sigmund Freud and contemporaries of his who taught that if a woman couldn't orgasm from penetration, she was considered sexually immature. Uh, Napoleon's grandniece, Marie Bonaparte, who was a contemporary of Sigmund Freud, spent a good chunk of her life trying to figure out why some woman couldn't orgasm from sex, going so far as to have multiple affairs and paying women to examine their genitals to try to figure out if it was something wrong with her or what, because she couldn't. So the idea that women don't struggle with arousal non-concordance is a complete myth. Are they the same struggle? No, but they're no less of a struggle. Now, there is a growing message of acceptance in all experiences, types, etc., and this is some this has some serious and obvious problems, of course, uh, but still it does include both men's and women's sexual experiences. So if you say that women are being taught that everything is okay, Men are being taught the same thing. You're just not listening to those voices. And this is pretty typical because our brains tend to learn an idea, ignore any evidence to the contrary, and then only listen to the messages that support the worldview that we've already adopted. Uh, this is known as confirmation bias. Regarding performance, yes, men generally feel a burden to have enough stamina to continue thrust thrusting until their partner can orgasm. Built into this, though, is an expectation on the other side that they can orgasm from this. As mentioned earlier, many women can't orgasm from penetration. So both spouses should learn that it's okay to switch it up, change activities, positions, who is on top, flip between penetration, manual, oral, toys, whatever. 
Many women feel pressure to simply orgasm by any means and quickly if possible. They worry that it's taking too long, that their spouse is getting annoyed with how long it's taking, that they're going to get sore before they have, have an orgasm, and that it will just never come. Also, many of them worry about having an orgasm before their husband runs out of stamina, loses his erection, or has an orgasm himself. Uh, that's not pressure she's push, putting on him necessarily, but it's pressure that she feels herself. Some men experience something similar with delayed ejaculation, but that's uh, relatively rare in men, whereas the experience is quite common in women. We see stats often saying that men tend to have orgasms in five minutes or less and women in 40 minutes or less. Uh, men are generally expected to be confident, assertive, and dominant in bed, but women are also expected to participate actively. As much as you say that they just have to lie there while he's thrusting, I don't think most men or women accept that as an expectation. I get a great many emails from men who have an expectation that their wife will be a more active partner. I also get great many emails from wives who contact me saying, what am I supposed to do? Because they know there is an expectation, but they don't know how to meet it. If they do know what to do, then they feel a lot of insecurity and inner conflict at being able to act the way they think they're supposed to. We talk a bit about that in, in the course I mentioned earlier. In short, many women feel an expectation to act like a porn star, many without even knowing what that means because they've never seen porn. So it's just this vague, unattainable expectation without any method of even making baby steps towards what they think is expected. If not, then they expect that it will be like in the movies. They'll suddenly be in the mood at the right time, and when that doesn't happen, they're at a loss for how to fix it. As for body image, yes, we live in an age where they're pushing the method, the message that all bodies are beautiful and that messaging is gender neutral, but it's a relatively new turn. Uh, we've had decades of Cosmo, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, Barbie, and more setting the expectations for women far more so than for men. It's relatively recent that we're starting to see the kind of three sixes expectation, you know, six foot tall, six packs and six inches or six figures, depending on the variation applied to men. I mean, there's always been the like tall, dark and handsome kind of stereotype and a fit person, regardless of gender has always gotten more attention than an overweight person. But men tend to be expected to earn more, but that's a psychological effect being played out in reality. I think uh, women tend to want to feel taken care of, which translate to wanting a husband who earns more than they do. And it's only relatively recently that that's become a more significant issue because uh, not so many decades ago, most women weren't earning much of an income at all due to choosing to stay home over having a career. Uh, frankly, men can still often earn a higher wage, not because of some contrived wage gap that people talk about, but because men tend to choose longer shifts, less vacation, riskier jobs, and frankly, less desirable jobs, which pay better. Uh, they also tend to be more assertive, leading to higher negotiated pay. As for pornography, we have way more data on the detrimental effects of men because men have been the primary consumer of porn for a long time. It's only, again, fairly recently that the rate of porn use in women has been rising, and we see more stats coming out about that. Uh, more data showing the harmful effects is good, but I'm not in favor of the opportunity. 
what is unfortunate, and I agree there is a double standard here, is that pornography in the written form tends to get a free pass, and that is a medium women tend to consume porn in, uh, erotica and romance novels specifically. They, of course, have similar negative effects that porn does for the men. Uh, romance novels and erotica showcase fantastic, and I mean that literally, uh, depictions of life and sex that reality cannot match up to. If you're setting your expectations with any of the above, then you're going to find problems down the road when you try to deal with it in real life. You're not going to have a gorgeous six and a half foot tall billionaire pirate king swooping in on his helicopter to save you from a random volcano that popped up in the city and whisk you away to a castle in the Swiss Alps, blindfold you, tie you up and have his semi consensual away with you while somehow hitting all the right buttons at the right speed and seeming to be able to read your mind. Uh, you know, how can a husband match up to that idea? It's not better or worse than other forms of porn. And I agree we need to acknowledge and address it more in our society. Uh, but given that all forms of porn are becoming not only acceptable, but encouraged, I doubt that's going to happen. The best we can hope for is that the church will wake up and equally condemn them rather than having books like 50 shades of gray, which rip through all the women in a lot of congregations. One thing that women tend to deal with that men don't is the medical field's dismissal of female sexual problems. If a man goes to a doctor and says he's having trouble with sex, he'll be handed Cialis or Viagra, uh, sent for blood work to test his testosterone or have some other action taken more than likely. If a woman goes to a doctor with a similar complaint, she'll likely be told that's normal. You're a woman and sent on her way. Uh, and trying to get your testosterone checked as a woman can be difficult, and sometimes you have to ask multiple doctors. If you do, it comes back. If it comes back as a zero, as in my wife's case, the doctors just sort of shrug and go, "Well, you're a woman," or they say, "Well, we don't really know what to do about that." You know, trying to find a specialist that deals with female hormones, how they relate to libido, is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. And if you find one, they're book solid and not taking any more patients. Uh, with men. The biggest problem is that men don't want to go to the doctor. Uh, they certainly don't want to talk about the issue. With women, it's that the doctor doesn't want you to be there and doesn't want to talk about the topic. Lastly, the one other thing that I see that's not talked about often is that in about a quarter to a third of marriages, the wives have the higher sex drive than the husbands, and many of the expectations are reversed. Uh, for them, there are very few resources, and they feel very alone because no one talks about that dynamic. The quote, man wants sex, woman doesn't, is very loud and prevalent in our culture, but the opposite is considered a myth. Um, so if your wife in that dynamic uh, you tend to feel like you're the only one and something is wrong with you, even though it's really quite prevalent. And I think it's part of our sinful nature to believe that we're the ones who are the worst off and that everyone else has it easier. Uh, as mentioned earlier, we have a confirmation bias that continues to support this idea. We see all the messaging for the other side and go, oh, I wish I had got all that messaging. But then when we do, we ignore it in favor of the pressure we've adopted as part of our existing worldview. In the end, we should, as spouses, understand that we both have pressures that include unrealistic expectations about ourselves and our spouses. We should look to mitigate those, find ways around the reality of the situation, and when possible, try to meet some of the fantasies that are actually manageable and not immoral. Uh, because it's fun to be able to do it, not when it's an expectation you feel pressure to meet, but when you feel a desire to rise to it to make your sp spouse feel extra special. The, you know, 
yeah, you did manage to marry an absolute sex machine. Well done, kind of effect. Uh, those moments are amazing when you both enjoy it rather than feel pushed into it and when it's appreciated, not expected, without gratitude for the work it took to achieve. And the truth is, most of the time, the expectations we feel are placed on us aren't actually being placed on us by anyone except for ourselves. I've done many coaching sessions where one spouse will say, well, they expect me to be this or do this, and the other will say, no, I don't. I never said that. I never wanted that. And what I hear most from both sides is that they want a spouse who is content, that they can have fun with, be relaxed, and enjoy time together. That's the hope and the dream. If it can be achieved with some mind-blowing, intimate, and orgasmic experiences thrown in, even better. But not at the expense of the rest. So, no, I don't think there's a dichotomy between the expectations of men's and women's sex drives, just different experiences that often aren't well understood or even seen by the other side. That's my perception. Anyways, if you have a different one and you'd like to comment, head over to the website, find the post, uh, the link to it is in the show notes, and you can comment with what you see and feel and experience. And that's it for today. Uh, just a reminder, if you're thinking about becoming a supporter, now's a good time to do it. And if you're interested in the Becoming More Sexually Engaged course for Christian Wives, um, check that out. Links in the show notes. There's also a replay of the webinar. Just email me if you want to see it. And that's it. Talk to you next time.